Hi friend, I am so excited that you're here to check out Her Restored Spirit podcast. If you've gone through something that has left you broken spirited, maybe it's a divorce, loss of a spouse or even a child, loss of a job, whatever it is, I know there is restoration in your future. I'm a widowed mom and I remember what it feels like to emerge from the fog to discover that my loss is not the center of my story, but it actually instilled in me a new hope a new understanding of faith, and a new strengthening in my heart, soul, and motherhood. I have finally understood that God has taken my test and formed it into my testimony, and that's why I'm here with you. I want you to step into your purpose, into a newfound joy, and to turn a new page in your book, because I believe you are on the brink of full restoration, unlocking a confidence that you didn't know was inside you, and understanding how to live more fruitfully with purpose, joy, and permission to be washed in possibility. It's time, friend, to reclaim your restored spirit. Hi, and welcome back to Her Restored Spirit podcast. My name is Tammy, and I'm your host. And um, today's message is a little different than what I have been giving. Um, And I just, a couple of people have asked me, like, what is the secret? What is the one thing that helps with the healing? What is the one thing you can do right now that can aid in the process or to help move you forward in the healing, Um, whether it's from loss of a spouse, loss of a child, um, an abusive relationship, um, a divorce, any kind of loss. And the one thing that I want to share with you is the fact that you have to remove yourself from the victim. Yes, things happen to you. Yes, these things, um, you did not ask for them. Um, You know, a lot of them you didn't even deserve. Some things happened to you when you were a child and you couldn't even control. But what you can choose right now, and I know I I talk a lot about choices that we have. And what I'm talking about now is choosing to be the hero of your story instead of the victim. Choosing to see things and realize that though they were terrible things, that those do not control you anymore. That is not something that you have to endure daily. And I know that there's um, so much out there that is painful. And I know that there's so much that still, just the thought of it brings you to your knees um, with pain and fear. And I just wanted to let you know that it doesn't have to be that way. Um, I was, I think one of the things that we focus on when something happens, when trials, when um, someone dies or there's a loss of, of some trial, we always go to why me? And I will tell you that I think that is the wrong question. I don't believe that many things we really will ever have the reason why. But I think that the right question is really, why not me? If not, if not you, then who? Um, and this is one of the things that as I was sitting on my floor, when I heard the news about my husband, that I immediately wanted to say why, why me? And God immediately stopped the question and said, if not you, then who? Why not you? And truthfully, like there's there's no one that comes to my mind who I'd want to go through this. There's no one that I would be like, oh, you know, 
Susie over there, she deserves this. No, when you put it in the perspective of what can I do? How can I walk in this? And how can I bring glory to God through this? How can this pain moment be used for good? You know, even Joseph, he talked about with his brothers. It says, you know, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And the things that we go through, some people mean it for evil. And, but I don't think anything's wasted. I don't think there's any, I don't, there's no coincidences. There's no happenstance. I think that everything happens for a reason. And I believe that it's all ordained. I mean, we have free will, we have choices, but God knows how we're going to choose and what we're going to do. And I believe that we're each chosen to walk a path that would bring us the most growth, that would bring us the most um, purpose in life, the, the way we can impact others the most. Now, the key is, will we choose to walk that path or we will allow ourselves to stay victims? And my friend, I don't want you to remain a victim. I don't think it's healthy. I don't think it does you or your children any good. I think that your children are watching you and they're seeing how you handle things. And that's going to be their paradigm for how they handle things. That's going to be their example for how they're going to handle, handle these hard trials and these crazy circumstances of life, all this suffering that we have to go through on earth because we live in a broken world, but they're looking to us. They're looking to their moms and their dads, and they are looking to see, am I going to be okay? How do I handle this when things happen? And yes, this is a heavy burden to, to carry, but you don't have to carry it alone. There's people who've carried it before you, which is why this community and why this is so important and why I'm doing this podcast so that you know when you pick up that baton and you wanna carry the the hope and the opportunity and you wanna carry the, the being the hero of your story and you wanna carry your life in a way that is going to help others, you don't have to do it alone. Now, I know that... This this podcast episode is so different than what I've done, and truthfully, and truthfully, I'm evolving as I do the podcasts, and um, and I don't believe that this is really a podcast for me just to talk and to hear myself talk. I truly believe that God has something to say, and because of the things I've been through, then I have a position to say it in a way that people can hear because they understand. I understand pain. I know what it's like to wake up in the middle of the night to a crying child. I know it's like to have to explain to your child over and over that their dad's not coming home, even though they have a loving dad who was pretty much the perfect dad. Um, And I mean, within four years of him being a dad, he instilled so much life and joy in his kids that um, it has to last a lifetime for them. I know what it's like to be tired because you've heard that your child is acting out in school and you don't know how to fix it. You don't know how to, um, to do it all. How just trial after trial and how things become overwhelming 
you have money issues, you have bills, you have um, yard work, you have light fixtures that need to be replaced. You have a picture on the wall that falls and you don't know how to put the, you know, just put it on the, on the wall and you don't know, you know, all these things that are just building. You have a sick child who is in the hospital, but you have a hot, a child at home too, who can't stay in the hospital with you. So what do you do? How do you choose? And you have to depend on others. I know what it's like to be in a place that's so broken that the only place you can look up is is up. The only place you can look is up. And my friend, I want you to know that to look up is hard at first, but it's so much easier and it's so much lighter. And there's so many people there that are going to help you and reach out their arms to you. So that way, while you're looking up, then you can start standing up. But the key is you have to get yourself out of the victim mentality. You have to stop thinking things are happening to you and and realize, okay, yes, that was done to me. I have to endure this. I have to walk this path, but I'm going to walk it in a place of hope and opportunity and love and kindness. We all suffer. Um, one of my, my favorite verses this year this verse was um, one that I mentioned, I believe, in the first or second episode. It says, Now the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ Jesus, will personally restore, establish, strengthen, and support you after you've suffered a little. First Peter 5.10 We all suffer in so many different ways. And I hate the game that people play, the, well, my suffering is harder than your suffering, or your suffering is harder than mine. And so I'm not going to complain, or I'm not going to feel bad. I'm going to make myself feel better about it because I know it could be worse. Um, I remember being in a room with um, with a really good friend, and uh, it was just weeks after my husband died. And she really thought that she was helping by giving me a list of people who all of their all of their struggles, all the trials that they've been going through were, you know, in her mind just as bad or worse than mine, which I understand the heart behind it that, you know, I'm not alone and that's how I chose to take it. Okay, I'm not alone in my pain. But we can't measure suffering we by based on other people suffering as well um we don't know what their background we don't know what they've learned through life we don't know how it affects them we don't know how um i mean i don't know your suffering i know my suffering and i know that it sucks i know that it's terrible and i know it's i'm not one of these people who just pretends it doesn't exist and go about my day when when I say I choose joy, I do it fighting. I do it in a way that I remind myself that even though I have a path, I have a hard path ahead of me. And I have two children who are grieving, not only the loss of their dad, but the loss of, um, well, a lot of, a lot of truth is I feel like they lost their fun, carefree mom as well. Well, I'm an Enneagram one. I was never carefree, but their, their mom who was married to their dad. And when I, they have a mom now who is a grieving mom and I'm not, 
I have different fears. I have different worries than I did. I have, and a lot of them are now rooted in reality. They're just not some made up fears that I have to, um, that are, you know, made up in my mind and I can rational, rationalize away. No, these are fears about, well, if something tragic happens, I need to be prepared. Um, if what if I go on a business trip and something happens to me, then I, I have to plan ahead on what is going to happen with my kids. These are all things that I don't want to deal with, but I do. And I do it in a way that says, okay, my kids are okay. I'm okay. And we will get through anything and we'll do it together. I'll do it with the people who are around me because I am I have friends who love me and I have friends who I love and it's okay. I even hate the word okay because what does that mean? Like it's not okay and I'm sorry that there's not something better. I'm not more eloquent when it comes to this but I hope that you see that you know we can be fine without everything being amazing, without everything being healed but you cannot start the healing process really start restoring your spirit, restoring your life, restoring your identity and your confidence and becoming the woman that you were made to be until you stop thinking that you're the victim. Another another verse that I want to share with you is 2 Corinthians 5, 5. And the one who prepared us for this very purpose in God, who gave us the spirit as a down payment. So nothing, I mentioned earlier that I don't believe there's any coincidences. I don't believe that anything's happenstance or things happen on accident. I think that everything is laid out. So, and I realized what that means is God knew before I got married that I was going to be a widow. My God knew even more than me being a widow. He knew that D was going to lose his life way too early. But because of that, God had already put into place. I can look back years before the accident happened. I can look back and see how God had slowly been preparing me for the moment. And I won't go into a lot of it now. Um, I'll share it at different times. But one very thing that I can see was the day before Dee died. Um, He... When you're deployed, you don't really have great access to internet, and you don't really have, um, you know, I mean, we're he's in the desert. We're so many hours away, and um, and yet when you get a chance, you do. I mean, it's definitely easier now than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago um, because of all the FaceTime and because of um, all the different video apps, and so we were able to have a video chat the day before he died. And I distinctly remember, like I had a I had a very strict rule that if my kids were sleeping, I do not wake them up. And um, if you're a mom and you have one or more toddlers at any given moment, then you understand that when they are sleeping, like that, that time is golden. And for whatever reason, this day, I decided to wake the kids up to talk to their dad. And and at this time, I didn't know what, that that would be the last time that we would see him. I didn't know that that's the last time the kids would hear him say that they that he loved them. All I knew was, you know, I'm going to break my own rule, which I, I, you know, I don't typically do, and wake the kids up and let them, and we had a, you know, a family talk. And 
another another conversation we had at that moment was that he he specifically said to me he's like hey um and he's like I don't he's like I this mission I'm about to go on is hard so it's probably going to be a little while before we talk again but just know that I'm okay and I love you and that's how that's how we ended it and <laughs> it's like it's a little on the nose it's going to be a little while before I see him again um which that's a whole nother that's a whole nother topic um little while, I guess, is relative where to where he is in heaven and me on earth. And, um, but again, I digress. That's, that's how I process things. I look at things at different perspectives and I look to see, okay, well, I guess he was telling me the truth there in that moment. But even that very next morning, just 12 hours, not even 12, probably more than 12 hours after I talked to him and I was sitting on the floor because I just heard the news that he died that, and God said, if not you, then who? And said, this is going to be hard, but I've been preparing you for this for your entire life. And it's going to be okay. You have good friends, you have good family. And most of all, I have God. And so friends, when we move out of the victim mentality, when we start to become heroes and see things uh, from a perspective that's not as something done to us, but something that we get to help others through. We get to show our kids what it's like to rise from the ashes. We get to we get to be an example of God's love and God's grace, and we get to do it in a, from a place of real raw pain. We don't have to say, "Oh yeah, everything's fine," you know, or do the whole raw. It's like I'm fine. You're fine. Everything's fine. No, everyone knows it's not fine. You just lost your spouse. You just got a divorce. You just lost a child. You just lost your job and, you know, your your retirement and your pension and all of these things. But there's still hope as long as you choose to see it. I was reading a book called The Business Made Simple by Donald Miller. And if you are in the business world at all, or if you have your own business or thinking about starting a business, I definitely think that you should check out his books. Um, and you're like, why is, why is she talking about business in the middle of this heartfelt conversation? And one of the things that I was actually reading this, and it really started me on this path of this episode for you where it says, what do I mean by victim? I mean, how often do they talk about themselves as though they are not in control of their life or their future? Do they believe fate has dealt them a bad hand? Do they believe other people are responsible for their failures? Do they believe the marketplace or weather or the stars are conspiring against them to stop them from succeeding? If so, they will not succeed. The sad truth is many people really are victims. They really have oppressors. But the difference between being a victim and a hero is that the victim lies down while the hero rises up and succeeds against all challenges and oppressors. Never let anybody keep you down by forcing you to be a victim. He goes on to talk and he's really talking about hiring somebody. He's talking about when you look for to hire someone in your business or when you are looking to get a job, these are some of the things that you should offer. Like you should be the hero of your story, not the victim. You should make sure that you're offering value. And if you are going to a job interview that and you are talking about how all these things happen to you, then it should be a red flag for your employer. 
So, but I think that it also goes well with the life of grief and the life of overcoming is if you keep looking at things as something is done to you and the world is conspiring against you and you'll never, you'll never succeed, then my friend, like what you put in your mind and in your heart is what's going to manifest. That's what's going to, to sit in your brain and in your heart. And that's what you're going to believe. Those are the lies that you're going to start to believe. But if you decide that, you know, today I'm not going to be a victim anymore. I have control over my now and I have control over my future and I can choose how I'm going to respond to this. And if you do that, if you take that brave step and you remove yourself from that victim's position and you become the hero, you become someone who others can look up to, who your children can look up to and who they can get their values from and they can see hard things are going to happen. We can't protect our kids from everything that happens, but we can teach them how to respond in the face of adversity. We can teach them how to how to rise above and not allow the circumstances around them to really dictate who they are and how they respond as a person. We can, not, we can teach them how that they, their character is so much deeper than what is done, than what is going on or what, what is done to them, what's done around them, because we know that they're going to have, they're going to encounter people who don't like them. They're going to encounter more losses. They're going to encounter sicknesses and, you know, all these things, whether it happens to them or someone they love. In this, we are living in a fallen world, so this is going to happen. But you get to choose. You get to stand up and say, I'm not the victim anymore, that I'm going to be the, the hero Another quote from this book, it says, victims do not lead the charge into the fight. Victims do not rescue others. Victims do not gain strength and overcome their captor. Only heroes do these things. And you can see why I, as soon as I read those words, I needed to share my thoughts about them. And the fact that the question of why me really puts you in that victim mentality, really puts you in the spot where why? Why is any of this happen to, happening to you? I'm, I'm sure you don't deserve what is happening. But when you ask the why me, there's no answer for you. But if you can say, why not me? Why can't I rise above this? If not me, then who? Because I don't want this burden. I don't want this um, challenge. I don't want anyone else to have to go through this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to rise up. And I'm going to raise my hand and say, if you're hurting, I will help. And I don't think that this is limited to just the people who are, you know, public speakers or the people who are, you know, police, firemen, military. I think that your neighbors need you to stand up and they need you to walk with them during their times of need and struggle and pain. And if you have experienced pain yourself, then your empathy and your compassion for them is a lot stronger. And because you know that it's not just a, an emotional pain, but you have that physical, you have that, um, it, it affects every ounce, every cell in your body. But if you see it and you use it to help others, you rise above, you can take those ashes and really turn it into something beautiful. Something that you can be a proud you can be proud of, something your family can be proud of, and something that will 
change the world. The good thing is it's never too late to decide that you don't want to be the victim anymore, that you've been playing small and keeping yourself in this grief cycle that isn't serving you, that is not helping you grow as a person or even enjoy the life that you're given. And so you can choose today. You can choose this moment and all you have to decide is I don't want to play the victim. I want to be the hero. Then you get to start that journey of what does the hero in my life look like? How do I need to show up for myself? And how can I depend on God in this moment to pull me out of the ashes? Because again, he said that he will personally restore, establish, strengthen, and support you. That's him saying that that to you, which means that it is a promise that you can you can bet on. He also says that come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. All you have to do is take up my yoke and lean on me because I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest in for yourselves for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Matthew 11, 28 to 30. And over and over, he says that we're not running this race for just the moment. We're running this race for life. 2 Timothy 1.7 says, For God has not given us the spirit of fearfulness, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. We can have all of these things if we stop being the victim. Consider it great joy, my brothers, whenever you experience various trials, knowing that the testing of your fate produces endurance, but endurance must do its complete work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. James 1, 1-2. We go through these trials to gain maturity, to gain endurance, and to be able to to walk a walk that we can talk proudly about. A man who endures trials is blessed because when he passes the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. James 1.12. We are promised the crown when we get to heaven. We aren't promised the crown here on earth. It's over and over. We're told not to fear. We're also told that there's going to be suffering but we're told to not fear the suffering because he's there. So I want you just to to lean in that for a little while and realize that today can be the day that you make that choice. And you don't have to walk alone. You know, reach out to a friend. You reach out to, um, you know, a member of a local church. Reach out to me and we we can walk this journey together. Thank you so much for allowing me just to speak my heart today. I know it's not my usual and um, the takeaway and the thing that I would like you to do is just to consider, am I putting myself in the victim or am I putting myself in the hero category? And why? Why do I want to play the victim when the hero gets all the glory and gets all the credit and gets to live the happy, the happy ever after? So my friend, I know that things are hard, but there is hope. And I hope that you can see that. And if you can't, reach out um, so I can help you see it. And I will talk to you soon. Hey friend, I hope you loved today's episode. I hope you start to claim the confidence to walk in a judgment-free zone as you continue this healing journey. Now I wanna invite you to look into working with me. I'm a full-time restoration and confidence coach with a background in marriage and family therapy. And not only that, but friend, I've walked it. As you heard in my story, I've experienced grief, loss, pain, feeling stuck. I've had the desire to break free from the fog and rise up again after the hurt, after the pain, and move out of the grief cycle to begin to wake up with purpose again and live a life of meaning and kind of rediscover who I was before the grief while I was uncovering who I'm becoming. 
and I have been called to help you with the same thing. So if you feel you're ready to step back into the light, wash away the old, not forgetting the past, but stepping into a new position of purpose, confidence, and identity, I would love to be your coach and mentor through the process. I only take a few clients each month and would love to get you on the calendar to help you navigate this journey. Email me at Tammy at TammyMarieCoaching.com. Until then, I'll meet you here next week with another awesome topic to help you claim the life that you desire. Don't forget to take a screenshot, tag me, share on Facebook and Instagram, and please share this with another broken-spirited mom who is in need of some soul restoration. Don't forget to rate and review, and until next time, take a deep breath and know there is hope. Bye, friend.